Welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Netizens. I have to say this is kind of um, nostalgic for me. I'm back in the moderator's chair. This is Ash. And I'm here with another female podcast. Uh, Today we have Alice. Hey, what's up, guys? (laughs) We have Shanna. Hey, everyone. And... Miss Juliet. Hello. Juliet's out from the audio <laughs> studio and she's out with us in the podcast. So just for now. <laughs> just for now. Before you know it, you're gonna be a permanent member. Just for thought seven. <laughs> okay, so it is a great week for K pop. Um, and I guess I'll start things off on a little light note here. Um with some news, YG has uh, released some news saying that Blackpink have finished recording some new songs and are coming back soon. And then just to make that clear on, uh, I think it was Twitter, he just basically showed that by showing a big blank pink square. So um, I think that pretty much sums up Blackpink's career pretty well. They are coming back soon with who knows what? So, anyone excited about anything Blackpink is coming up with? Yeah, yeah I'm excited. Yeah, I I generally like their releases. Um, I mean, as for their comeback, I'll believe it when I see it. So there's that. Um, one thing that I have a comment about for their comeback though is that I actually didn't think about it, but um, somebody I was talking to mentioned how I think. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they debuted. I want to say two years ago. Yeah, I think Does it that sound was right? fall 2016. Yeah, so oh, yeah. maybe a little less than two two years ago. And they've only come out with two mini bit albums, I believe. So Square One and Square Two, which each had two tracks on it, right? And whereas mm-hmm. Twice has debuted maybe t- two full two years ago, I want to say. Two, two and a half years ago. Oh. Yeah, so, oh, maybe, so maybe three years ago. So two yeah. to three years ago. And they actually are going to come out with their fifth mini album in uh, April 9th. Uh, that was just announced uh, today, I believe. So it's just kind of interesting because we all know like YG is the worst when it comes to giving consistent comebacks for their artists. And it's just interesting when you compare Blackpink's um, how much how many albums and songs that they've come out with versus twice, which have been, who have been heavily promoted. And obviously right now is like the nation's top girl group. So just something interesting comparison to think about. I'll just say it's so weird to me because I feel like even though people say, oh, YG sexist, which is maybe probably true. And YG has no management skills, which is maybe probably true. It's still very weird to me that you have a group that probably would do fairly well if you gave them a chance. I mean, even with such a limited, you know, promotion schedule, when they do release something, Blackpink songs tend to do pretty well digitally. And you just do so little with them. I mean, other than their little, you know, the little TV show that they have, which, I mean, I feel like 
they don't really promote or do much on there either. And, you know, you've got Icon, which is done, who've done really well with their last song, Winner. He's finally promoting them. Yeah. It just, <laughs> it just seems so strange. And then you have Jenny on social media talking about, you know, they just sit in the basement watching Netflix and she's practically like on there crying about doing. It's just, it's very strange to me. And I, you know, I've read things about, you know, I don't know if you guys remember um, YG had that whole scandal where, what was it, one of his first uh, girl trainees, what was it, it was a girl group, and he basically sabotaged their debut so oh, yeah, that he married the girl? Yeah, who is now his wife, and I don't know, I don't think, I'm not saying that implies anything about Blackpink, but just that, you know, maybe that says a little bit of something about his, I don't know, his nature, and I don't know, at the very least, how he views female trainees. I have no idea. But yeah, I I hope that Blackpink at least gets, I mean, if he says that they're going to come out with something, hopefully they come out with something. I'm not the hugest fan of them, but um, they should at least get uh, more of a chance. I mean, you've got, you know, CLC and Wecky Mecky and all these groups out there at least trying to, you know, do something different. So, you know, Blackpink, I think, are in a good position to take some of twice's fans i think at this point you know so if they wanted to so that's my thoughts on them um let's go into another girl group here red velvet who are going to be holding their first u.s fan meet in chicago on april 29th Ooh. um which Anna, is will you be going <laughs> I actually was going to, or I was thinking about going, but then, like, but then, like, there's, like, Joy's not going, and it's just for them, and it's just, it's a, just a oh, fan meet, which wow, I don't I know, that. yeah, but, well, but then, like, it's just a fan meet, which I don't want to say, like, it's, oh, it's just a fan meet, but, like, then they don't do really many songs, and there's just four of them, and it's in Rosemont, which is a pretty big theater, so, like, there's not going to be a lot of interaction, and that's kind of, like, Eh, I don't well, know. if you're interested, Shanna, these are um, some of the ticket prices and some of the things well, that yeah, you can get. For the prh- I'm sorry, mm-hmm. it's, it's expensive for what it is. Yeah, $179 yeah, a- for a group photo and a fan meet poster signed, and then $149 for a fan meet poster unsigned. And then it just it goes down a little bit from there. But if you want to get the full experience, you have to pay almost 180 bucks to be fair though because like from what my experience um with well not my experience but from what i've seen with like sm uh like concerts and fan meets that they've had in the u.s they traditionally do not do any type of like fan interaction so even at the fan meets i know that some i think for shiny a couple years ago they brought people on stage and stuff like that but i don't know if they had like group photos and stuff like that afterwards and certainly Mm -hmm. for exo when they were here for a concert there was no fan interactions at all like afterwards so the fact that you do get like a group photo with red velvet um in the U.S. is like kind of a big deal just because they usually don't have anything like that available for the SM artists. It's true, yeah. I feel like the one thing with Red Velvet, though, is I I think they've only been to LA KCON or something. Like, they've only been over here maybe once or twice before. Like, they haven't done any sort of tour or fan meet or blah, blah, blah. And, like, they're at... 
actually, you know what? No, Red Velvet's been out for a while. Sorry. I'm like, I'm like trying to think of a way to equate it because shiny is also one thing. Like shiny at the point where they came and did like two fan meets, like they were shiny. Like that, that like it's kind of like, you know, would you really get a photo op with I don't know. But like, but you're right. It is like a very SM typically doesn't do the whole JYP is much better about um the different like fan meeting opportunities and stuff. I don't know. I just I, I don't know if it's worth it for me personally, but you know, I'm sure people will go. Yeah, it'll be interesting oh. to see what the um I'm sorry, it'll be interesting to see what the the crowd, the size of the crowd is gonna be like. I don't think they'll have a problem filling up Rosebond, to be honest, because no. I think there'll be enough people that will want to see Red Velvet just because like everybody knows that there's definitely like a lack of solo girl group fan meets or even concerts um, mm-hmm. that happen in the U.S. in general. So I know that a lot of people are just like, you know, if you're interested you, and you have the means to go, then you should just go just to support uh, girl groups in general and show that there is an interest and demand for that type of thing. And then just on a side note, I know that Red Velvet is also the reason that they're doing it. And I believe like Shiny had a similar schedule was that they're going to the Korea Times Music Festival in L.A. Um, and then shortly after that, they're going to go to Chicago for the fan meet. And I think Shiny's done like the same schedule before in previous years. So, yep. And so Joy probably won't go to the Korea Times Festival either. Does anyone yeah. know why Joy isn't going? The drama. She's filming a drama right now, so um, um, they're not going to. She's not going to be available. The one where she's not getting very good reviews. Uh, oh, I heard she's getting better or something. But maybe that was also like a biased person who was like, "She's getting better." <laughs> well, they <laughs> but to be fair, maybe the people who are saying that she was wooden acting are also just haters. <laughs> maybe I, I can't say I've seen it, so I can't give an actual honest. Uh, I, I can't say, you know, I've seen how her acting is, so she may not be as bad as people are saying, but... Yeah, I haven't seen a lot of idols get praised for their acting. That Except is true. Park Jin Young. <laughs> yes, exactly. And uh, <laughs> to- Togyung Soo, Dio, and then also oh, yeah. B2B Sung Jae was pretty good in Goblin. <laughs> oh, that's true, that's true. But everybody else, no. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe that one guy, Unwoo from Astro. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. People like him, too. But is it his acting or his oh, handsome good looks? Beautiful. <laughs> we can't Sometimes tell. Sometimes distract you. Even better looking in person. <laughs> <laughs> nice call out, Shanna. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, well, keeping on the Red Velvet tab, Irene has officially shot to the top of my bias list. Um, it was recently revealed, as she revealed on a TV show, that she's reading a novel um, that is... A basically a feminist novel. It's called Kim Ji Young, born 1982, and it is supposedly a, a look at Korean women in the modern and recent time. Um, it's basically kind of exploring the normalcy of examples of sexism and misogyny that she faces in her life, and it's just a, kind of a, an honest and um, straightforward portrayal of you know sexism and and how that affects women in Korea. Now, she apparently, now this is, you know, kind of been sent through the web and and translated and retranslated. So of course, um, you have to be careful with these things. The men that found out that she was reading this book apparently got upset and were, you know, 
burning photo cards and pictures of Irene because they there is a movement in Korea. I, apparently, I think where you know some of them, you know, they're I mean, they're basically against women's rights. So, um, so there were some translated comments. Example translation: Irene read Kim Ji Young, born in 1982. Uh, that. Um, bitch slash whore. She's pretty, but why be a feminist though? As expected, she's got that sensation on humans' rights. Um, and Irene, Irene got a lot of flack for that. Yeah, well, actually, it, there, like that incident happened, and I guess it was going around. There was actually like a, a movement from within, like K fans of Red Velvet, even to be like, this doesn't represent us. This like isn't as a whole, and like actually, sales of that book have like shot to the top of the charts uh, <laughs> as a result of this. Ironically enough, so it actually kind of has a happy ending, um, of, like of just being kind of like these assholes bringing attention to a feminist cause and a feminist book and <laughs> and promoting it. So it kind of has a happier ending, but yeah, it was a pretty shitty situation and i hope that irene has seen the good that's come of it but yeah queen of book sales <laughs> queen of book sales irene um, one record. thing i did want to mention is that like there are like these it's like again like shanna had said i mean you know red velvet fans probably the male ones too are not are like you know not all of us are like this and it's probably literally just like one or two people and just kind of caught on like wildfire when he like started burning Irene's like photo card which he already purchased by the way so like buy you know some the money's already some in her pocket <laughs> yeah I know the money's already in her pocket but I just wanted to mention that like those comments come from basically like the R red pill of Korea so it's like called, uh... I think there are message boards called like Iljin or stuff like that where it's just like and like I said, it's basically the R red pill of Korea. So like that's where yeah. all those com comments are coming from. So if you don't know, like R red pill is basically I don't even know if it still exists. Maybe it still does, but it's a subreddit in uh, Reddit, and it's basically like I got a bunch of guys who kind of spew like misogynistic um, stuff and whatever. I mean, like totally avoid it, but you know they're like super just like sick in the head. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's basically that same group but in Korea so um just as a caveat to see like where it's actually coming from and it's not just your standard run-of-the-mill like red, red velvet fan that's good and it's kind of cool to think that in a way Irene is kind of contributing to the whole me too movement that's kind of taken on Rich. Korean, yeah. like, ah, yes. <laughs> Not the, the Me Too movement. Actually, there was, I forget if it was an interview or in their jacket note or something with the in the recent promotions for GOT7, uh, which we'll talk about that comeback later. But both Jin Young and Jaebom specifically called out the Me Too movement and said that they were like very proud of everyone who's come forward, that they hope it catches on internationally and like across the world. And like, it's very important, not just for like, for everyone to be aware of and cognizant and uh, just really great of them to step forward and do that. Cause it's definitely not as you don't, it's not something you hear talked about as often, but just, yeah, kind of a small call out. That was really interesting. Yeah. It's definitely been a long time coming. So maybe, you know, some people have, I've read some things where some people are kind of, you know, skeptical as to whether it'll, you know, you know, it'll actually, you know, keep up momentum. But I think you could say the same thing here in America, you know. So um, 
either way, I think uh, good things, good things, all good things. Um, now on to BTS armies. BTS is um, teaming up with YouTube. They have an eight episode documentary that is going to air on YouTube Red from March 28th to May 9th. FYI, if you don't have YouTube Red or are not interested in paying for it, um, if you have not done so, you can sign up for a two month free trial to watch the episodes. It's called uh, BTS Burn the Stage and it's supposed to give a um, more personal look into their lives during their concert tour last year. There's a couple of trailers. There's an official trailer and a special trailer. They're both pretty short and um, kind of puts you to mind of a, a less um, a less uh, fancily produced uh, version of Made. Um, Big Bang's Made where they kind of did a behind the scenes of, you know, their tour and how they made it and showing, you know, just them goofing around and kind of cool. Uh, you know, BTS continuing to um, not, uh, to be clear, not invading the Western um, world, but, you know, they're getting their coins from us. Um, infiltrating. <laughs> infiltrating, yes. Oh, yeah, it's funny. There was actually um, some, quote, well, kind of two points. There's some quote-unquote controversy on, like, them putting it on YouTube Red because apparently the free trial is really only in six countries, which include the um, Korea and US and like international, obviously army who's not the, from the US, like from Europe and stuff like that. We're kind of like, well, this sucks. <laughs> like, and usually yeah. everything has at least a week free trial, but I guess but it, it, it's extends over longer the time but like there, there are people oh. complaining about it uh, but I mean at the same time it's all going to be pirated and put on like a like uh, Google Drive yeah that's what I was thinking <laughs> like they're all going to just like you know swap it around between each other anyway all the fans are so it's not like they're all going to just pay for it to see it yeah I think like one of the more interesting things though is the nature of the show which is why it's kind of getting some attention of it's like a behind the scenes look at BTS, but like a really behind the scenes look. Like they've released kind of sub, uh, like um, descriptions of each of the ep couple first episodes. And like in one of them, Jungkook faints from exhaustion. And one of them, like V and Jin argue over something and like are really tense on like the Chile stage and like something. And like it, like I guess they make up, but like it's like actually showing the behind the scenes of a K pop group, which is going to be very interesting. I'm actually very excited for it. I know there's like some army and some people who are not because it's definitely going to be a more emotional look at things. Live for like, the drama. Exactly. <laughs> I'm very excited. <laughs> I mean, to me, that's only a good thing. I mean, why would you want people to not see, see that your favorite group are not robots? I mean, they have right? actual uh, feelings. You know what? I know a lot of wannables who wish that their um, group was a bunch of robots. <laughs> I'm just saying because they out there at Tro and they're showing their true personalities <laughs> and a lot of people raising their eyebrows like, what is going on we over there? We <laughs> will get to that. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I but can't. Yeah, if BTS has worked so hard on this and really wants to show fans their true selves, I think we should take the time to actually see their true selves. I'm, I'm excited they're doing it. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited just hearing about it, but also like I can't imagine them going too deep. Like their company might not allow that. Oh yeah, they're yeah. Not what if like the 
Yeah, what if, like, the V yeah. engines, like, fight is, like, you ate my Subway sandwich. <laughs> and it's just, like, and then one of them has to go hungry on stage, and they're just, like, furious. <laughs> it's I can't all hunger. Sponsored by Subway. <laughs> yeah, sponsored by Subway. A Subway platter tray comes out. <laughs> BTS, the new, um, new Subway, um... <laughs> Spokespeople. Yeah. It's than Jared. Okay, now, um, Alice kind of alluded to 101 earlier, and but before um, I get to <laughs> the uh, big stuff with 101, I do want to um, address, which I don't even get the whole thing with Kong Daniel, but... Don't say that in front of Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, he's, 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 he's a cute kid, but... Um, he loves his mother and father. That's all we need to know. He's a good child. <laughs> we should support him. And like I a love lot of idols. JB stands love him. I uh, love idols who are filial. So he's <laughs> not like going to be the number one 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 guy on my book. And apparently, oh, his pooping's very regular. Again, we'll talk about it later. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. Maybe you did. Um, you know, maybe that's what what kind of inspired the fanfic. I don't know. Okay, so <laughs> on to the meat of this. So, one one apologized the following controversy about comments made before a broadcast. So, they took part in a live broadcast on Mnet's website on March nineteenth to celebrate their comeback. A video of the members um, just kind of farting around before the broadcast uh, was circulated online. And uh, someone didn't know they were being filmed. And so members were joking around um, and were joking about the interview questions. Um, I probably am not going to mention everything that was said, so we'll talk about that um, soon. But you know, some of the things that were said were, why can't we receive payment? Why did we only receive 20%? Why can't we sleep? Some of the members were also heard swearing, announcing their phone numbers, stupid, and saying a license plate number before telling the owner to stop coming in front of their in, in coming in front of their house. So uh, because this happened and you know this what else are they gonna do as K-pop idols? They released a apology to fans through their cafe saying that they are sorry. It will show them a better image. They're sorry for the concern. YMC also wrote a statement apologizing for showing the video and for 101's improper behavior. Oh, okay. So here's a rough transcription of the video. <laughs> um, so apparently, Park Woojin, Till Here, Park Jihoon, why can't we be free? Daniel, why can't we get payment? Han Sung-woon, laughing. Park Ji-hoon, why we only receive 20%? Ong Sung-woo, why can't we sleep? Park Ji-hoon, why are the schedules so, so packed? Ong Sung-woo, why can't we sleep? Daniel, Hyung, is Mad Clown coming? Ong Sung-woo, yo, staff, everyone, can we move to a place where you can do live broadcast? Daniel, I pooped this morning. Park Jihoon, let's reveal my phone number. Ha Sungwon, let me curse in advance. Fuck, 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 fuck. Park Woojin to staff, where to? Park Jihoon, 01073 blank, 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 blank is my number. Save it. 
Park Wujin to staff. Okay, I'm here in Thailand. Let's meet the natives. Lai Kwanlin. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. Sorrento9821. What what were you doing in our house yesterday? Answer me, Sorrento9821. Stop coming to our house. Yeah. So, there we go. Um, this is what they're apologizing for. And what do we have to say now that we know the 101's true nature? Um, I mean, I know that they go to the bathroom every day. I mean, I know the nature of K-pop, and it's supposed to be a completely clean image and all of that, but it's just like, they don't have anything, they didn't say anything bad. They just cursed. Well, okay, so there, there's some, like, it depends on, like, what you think is bad. So, okay. so I think, like, when you look at the cape, like, when you're, from what I gathered from the situation was that if you're looking from, like, the Korean side of it, so, like, folks in Korea, so netizens type like that, their main concern was the fact that they were so kind of, like, out of control and, like, inadvertently disrespectful to, like, the staff around them. So if you actually watch okay. the video, like, it's probably a couple of minutes or something before they actually go live for, um their showcase for their boomerang and you know you hear some staff saying like uh or a staff lady she's like oh you know like let's get ready or something like that just kind of trying to get them all together to you know be prepared for the broadcast that's going to start soon and they just kind of like run and talk over her and that's like the transcript that you hear um ash recite so i think and then also when you kind of look at it from some people's perspectives where you know I understand that they're like boys and, you know, teens and stuff like that. And obviously, you know, they're not going to be like super prim and proper, you know, uh, every minute of their lives. But I think it's just like the fact that is that they were at their job. It's not like they're at their apartment, like while and out. It was like they're at their job in front of like the staff of like Mnet and they were, you know, allegedly you know, swearing, but they were definitely wilding and, like, being, like, super loud and crazy and stuff like that, so, and talking about pooping. So just kind of that stuff, um, people felt, like, was disrespectful, especially in Korea where, um, you know, like, there's, like, the whole, like, elder-younger type of respect thing, and then additionally, when you think about, like, even in music shows, apparently, which I actually just learned um, recently through H.O., Mad Town's H.O.'s, like, uh, he, do- he does, like, um, like video casts now or something like that. Anyway, he revealed that like in music shows, um, all of the groups have to wait and outside or whatever in the building for the producer to come by so they can all like bow and thank the producer for having them on the show and stuff like that. So if you kind of look at it from that perspective, like if that's like the norm, then that's what kind of like peeved, I think a lot of Korean netizens who actually even cared about this was the fact that they were being so loud and crazy uh, with these people who are like trying to like coordinate their show. So that's that part. So the other part, and sorry, I got a little bit more to say. The other part is that um, when you look at from what I see on, on Reddit from like an international perspective, people thought that the most offensive part was, I don't know which one of one member said it, was that, oh, here we're in Thailand, let's meet the natives. Because, like, the uh, the imp- implicit thing about that is the fact that they were so loud and noisy. He was pretending as if he was in Thailand, like, talking to, quote-unquote, the natives because they were so noisy. And that kind of is saying that, like, Southeast Asians or at least Thailand pe- Thai people in general are, like, loud Asians, which kind of is rude to their Thai fans. And that was 
Yeah. And then the last piece I want to say is that there was some alleged and like unsubstantiated rumor or unsubstantiated because like you can't hear it uh, quite clearly. But when allegedly Lai Guanlin is saying, oh, like something about uh, the Kia Sorrento, whatever. And he says, like, answer me. People are saying the answer me also kind of sounds like hand job. Like it's either you know, what are fans good? What are you good for? Answer me. Or is it, what are you good for? Hand jobs. So like that also was like a scandal within itself. Apparently their fans like sent it to CSI, like Korea to like do some like audio analysis to figure out like who said what and stuff like that. Um, But I think if you kind of look at it from all sides, that's like what their main concerns were. Yeah. There's actually, that was the second thing I was going to (laughs) mention is uh, they the fans actually requested an analysis of the audio from a laboratory called the Digital Forensic Laboratory CSI Law, which specializes in analyzing digital material. I don't know who paid for that. And on March 22nd, there was a summary of the analysis, and the results said that rather than I'd better swear in advance, this comment made in the video was actually the similar sounding, I'd better do it like this in advance. The faces of the members speaking are largely not shown in the video, which has led to some disagreement over who made this comment. A comparison with other audio files by the laboratory led to the conclusion that this was Ha Sung Woon's voice. The report states that the sounds that follow the statement, which were allegedly swear words, were judged to actually be background sounds (laughs) made by machinery. In addition, it states that the comment that was alleged to be a sexual term was actually the phrase, answer me, while Ha Sung Woon was accused by some of stating this, it was concluded in the analysis, again, we don't, you know, this is just this analysis, that this was not his voice. Ha Sung Woon's fans have stated that they are currently in the process of filing a report of cyber defamation and will be using the results as evidence. So, Alice, be careful what you say. Against who? I'm sorry. <laughs> I get it. But, like, who are they filing okay. this against? Also, I d- deliberately put a lot of allegedly's in my recounting. So oh, no. I'm not you saying whether. I don't know. Either like, way. Like Either way. Said, who are they? Who are they going to be? Well, no, they, they do. They do like, you know, a lot of uh, like the like the different producing like groups like JYP and SM and stuff like, mm-hmm. dude, I don't know what happens, but I always hear about them saying like, we're going to take legal actions from the commenters who are like spreading these like malicious rumors or something like that. I don't know whatever comes up, but comes of that. But they do say that they do. So I guess it's possible. <laughs> Supposedly. OK, yeah, but it's. Still, I mean, it would be one thing if it was their company, but this is the fans. So I have no idea who the fans think they're going to be, you know, suing. Um, And, you know, I don't even know how accurate this digital forensic laboratory is. Um, I mean, you have to look at the audio. If that audio wasn't that clear to begin with, there's only so much you can say about it. So does it change your mind about one-on-one? I mean, my original like thought of one of them was like <laughs> that I don't like them. So it just kind of was like, oh, all right. <laughs> just, you know, further enforcing. <laughs> further enforcing you liking them or not like, I mean, not, not liking like, them. Oh, okay. The, okay. Even not liking is even too much time. <laughs> it's too aren't, much effort. Aren't they almost done with their time too? I think they have a two-year contract actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought didn't they extend it or something? I thought it was like a year and a half instead of a year. 
Mm. Either way, Wana One is gonna be Wana Zero soon. So <laughs> <laughs> And then the and then Kong Daniel is going to have his illustrious career and then the rest of them are mm. gonna do whatever the rest of them do. I mean that's like honestly what happened with I feel like IOI. Like uh they split up and I feel like Cheung is like popular. Somi's kind of in a dungeon waiting to get out. Um, but I really don't hear too much. Oh, and then uh, Sejong from Gugudan. I feel like those three <laughs> are like the most popular. And then like the rest of the girls, I like barely hear anything about. So <laughs> yeah, because their groups are just struggling to make it at the at the moment. So yeah. I mean, but it, it, I don't know. I have this very sick feeling that it's going to be different with the guys because they're guys. But, you know, I hope that, you know, they get an equal opportunity, you know, just as equal as the girls do. But, you know, how girl, you know, female guy fans can be. So we'll see. Um, so that's what I have this week for um, K-pop gossip and news. Let's go on to MV's. And it's, what is it, 40% NCT this week. We've got GOT7, NCT, um, Mamamoo, um, Honey Popcorn, and 101. So let's start off with GOT7's look. The song, for me, the song was okay. I mean most of these the songs were just okay i kind of liked the look of the video it was kind of cheesy but at the same time i liked the colors um and i liked the kind of ethereal feel of it um but the song itself i don't know it kind of felt underwhelming and god those mullets um but you mean the mullet? The mullet, yes. Because yeah, God, there's only one mullet. illustrious mullet that looks Thank amazing, no matter what angle you look at it. <laughs> so there's only one. But yeah, I mean, I, you know, I've, I've heard some people say they think this is Got Seven's best yet. I, you know, I think they've done way better songs. But again, I mean, this is also very mainstream, so I could see that this getting, you know, I mean, they've already won. A number one on a music show with the song so it may be one of their or their most successful one yet um what is everyone else's opinions on look well it definitely um it's successful i mean it can be quantified a lot of different ways i mean they had like fly one like four times never ever won on music shows like i mean they've won on music shows before i don't like it's kind of yeah. early to tell with that but then um for definitely for streaming it was like it debuted it at the the top of any of their previous singles higher and like it's still um doing well on the charts i mean obviously it's not like at you know top top k-pop group level but like it's doing much better and like to the point where it seems like more actual korean fans are listening and which is fantastic for them and i don't know i love it i think it's a great song i will also support oh it's also actually though i I won't like steal Alice's Thunder because I'm sure she's just gonna like go on about it. But it's produced, uh, co-produced, and co-written by J- JB. So it sure that's... is, Shanna. It sure <laughs> is. Every time you listen to w- you watch look on YouTube, a penny goes into JB's pocket. I just want y'all to remember that. <laughs> it like adds like an extra 
nice part to this that they're doing so well and that this has been such a successful song for it being one of their members especially because the last song you are didn't really do that well and that was also um worked on by jb so the turnaround for this is just it's really great to see and it's heartwarming but um no i think i don't know i think the music video is great um it's doesn't have like a crazy plot twist or story which honestly i'm very happy for i was i didn't Same. i wasn't a huge fan of like the trilogy thing that everyone seemed to be doing so i think it's clean simple everyone looks amazing jin young has some great line distribution there's a jin young yu gyum dance part like jin young is finally front and center for the dance part i'm hey. alive right now i don't know if you guys can like feel that but <laughs> it's been a great comeback for me Amber is the color of your energy, Shanna. I feel it. It is. <laughs> Alice, um, what are you feeling here? So many feels. Uh, first of all, like Shanna said, got our... It's actually... So I think that the highest ranking that it did have in Melon, which is most important for kind of like sensing like where Korea is at with... Um, got seven because like obviously with like itunes and like physical sales like got seven's never really had a problem with that because of their international fan base um but with melon if you don't know just like a kind of a quick rundown melon is a korea only streaming service so unless you have like a korean phone number i believe you can't uh subscribe to melon so it really indicates like how popular a group is within korea um which as much as international fans you know kind of you know say you know how important we are which we are but, you know, a majority of their, like, sales and popularity for, like, most K-pop groups comes within the motherland of Korea. <laughs> so Melon is, like, really important to them. So I think If You Do was their last top highest grossing um, song in on Melon, and it went to 10. So that was um, their highest record before. And Look, I believe, got to number four at one point. So... Um, like already leaps and bounds and if you do also came out like a couple years ago so it's just showing that you know despite how some people didn't like got seven's previous singles you know they're already also they ought they have a lot of room to grow and they're obviously showing that and it's don't count them out just because they've already de debuted whatever years ago so I that's that part like it's sorry not to like talk over you but like it's interesting i feel like they did a very good job with promotions leading up to this comeback absolutely having girl. very spread out and strategic of like they weren't all necessarily on the same things but like jin young did that um show with like po and like that hairstylist they did like yeah a, unexpected housemates or something yeah, they did like a very visible show of just them uh with like pretty regular viewing um they they did a very good like a very visible season like the past couple months in the especially the Korean public eye which is important because like before a lot of people only knew Got Seven as like the group Jackson was in because he was promoted on everything but it was like very varied with the members recently which was I think actually a large driving force behind it. Yeah, and if you listen to like our last podcast, Shannon and I actually list off like every single thing that every single thing that Got Seven ended up was going to be on. <laughs> but um, one thing I did want to mention was that they all of GOT7 was also on um, Knowing Brothers, which is a pretty popular variety show. And they, I think they, with JYP, let's be real. So Bak Jin Young was also on it. But um, 
that was like the highest rated so far for that season for Knowing Brothers uh, with GOT7. Mm-hmm. So that was good. I actually saw a netizen comment that was like, oh, GOT7, like I only knew Jackson, but wow, JB's handsome too. I was like, yes, girl. <laughs> Any, <laughs> anyway, so just talking about the music video, kind of reeling it back. Okay, so I love it. I think that part of its success is that um, JB, in like previous interviews before the comeback, he had mentioned that um, they're going back to like what got, makes GOT7 special and that's their charisma, ability to have fun and they're really gonna like infuse that in their next single and I think it definitely shows. And in the UR promotions, their B-side promotion was Teenager and they actually ended up pro- showing Teenager at the end of the year awards, which I thought was interesting because usually they would just show, typically they would show like whatever their main single was, which was UR, but they did show Teenager, I think in two stages. And I think the kind of surprise popularity of like that type of bright, fun flavor and song that GOT7 so good at doing uh, definitely shows up in luck. And I love the choreography. It's amazing. Jin Young is doing really good at the center. Some great um, fancy obviously. Yeah, lovely fancy feet, visuals out of control, Mark looking amazing as usual, Jackson looks like he's got just another, you know, second life, I feel like. He's been kind of tired in the past comebacks, but I think he looks really rejuvenated. And personally, I like really, really like the song, too. Um, UR didn't really play replay that much, but look, I'm actually replaying on my own, like, a lot, because I do actually enjoy the song. So that's all I have to say about you, or look. <laughs> and small shout yes. out to the first B-side that Jin Young has ever written. Um, Woo! Thank you that they're like the B-side they're promoting with this is actually also written uh, and produced by Jin Young. Uh, so fun thing that both their B-side and their single are member written and produced. Um, but thank you is, if anyone's read the lyrics, it's like, very, it's basically, it's actually very sad. It's Jin Young talking about like thanking the fans and saying basically like he's sorry, they're sorry for essentially feeling like they don't do enough, that they don't do well enough. Um, and it's pretty like emotional and they've been doing different things on different stages. Mark had the idea, got someone has these like friendship necklaces and they like wore them all for one of the stages for the fans. Like there's like, they've been doing a lot of really fun stuff with that. And it's been very, it's an emotional time to be, I guess I. <laughs> true that, true that. Um, okay. Is there anyone else that has anything to share? Thank you, guys. I think they really? covered it pretty much. <laughs> they covered it a lot. Oh, and also, I'll fight anybody for JB's mullet. It looks amazing. Fight me. <laughs> mention me. Mention me on uh, our Twitter. I will fight you to the end of the earth. JB's if mullet looks fly. If anyone has anything to say about that mullet, Alice is going. I mean, I will say personally any, that I'm not negative. Mullets, but any negative. She already got mullet comment. <laughs> <laughs> Any negative mullet comment? Why do you think he's not here? <laughs> Any negative mullet comment is a misguided comment. Is how I feel. A quote. A quote from the chat. While <laughs> while, <laughs> while discussing the mullet, someone said likened it to um, Billy Ray Cyrus, and Alice went off on a rant that ended with "Strum your banjo on me with five E's." <laughs> it's yes. now currently the announcement. <laughs> nice. We need to do more um, quotes from the chat, by the way, because, yes. Oh, fun new um, segment. <laughs> okay, so into the NCT um, pair, since we you guys already addressed uh, Boss, so which leaves us with um, Touch and Baby Don't Stop. So I'm going to address Touch first because I feel like this is 
obviously YG, uh, not YG, SM's attempt at kind of making NCT as mainstream as humanly possible. I mean, it scared me a bit, honestly, because I'm so used to seeing, you know, Fire Truck and 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 um, Seven Sense and and you know, hardcore, you know, hip hop NCT. So seeing them playing in feathers and wearing pastels and playing uh, uh, tug of war and it's a little disorienting. Honestly, um, it kind of seemed like they were just, you know, they just, you know, you watch that video and you feel like you've just taking a pound of sugar, like it's, it's a shot. It's, I, I, I don't dislike it. I think just as a group, it's, it's kind of, it's very jarring um, to see them in such a light. But that being said, they, they didn't, it's done very well. I mean, if anything, SM knows how to do that kind of concept, um, you know, like in their sleep. Um, so they had no problem with it. Um, I just kind of, if they want to do this more in the future, I think they need to be more even in deciding, you know, do you want NCT to be um, more hardcore or do if we want them to show their softer side every now and again, kind of like a red velvet situation where, you know, let's do the fire truck side of NCT and then let's do the touch side of NCT and maybe even it out a little bit, just so that we don't have this kind of thing here where I feel like, you know, Young's eyes are burning straight into like the depths of my soul and he's going to you know, slice me right across the neck. I'm sorry, that guy is murder eyes. I'm sorry, Young's eyes scare me. Um, he has beautiful cat eyes. I was gonna say sexy murder eyes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I will, I will, I will settle on sexy murder eyes, but they are murder eyes. But what else would you guys think of Touch? You know, so what I oh, sorry. Oh no, no, Juliet, please. I literally have heard the sound of my own voice for a very long time. <laughs> I want to hear your beautiful voice, please, uh, please. Okay. Um. I just realized it feels like they completely switched NCT Dream's concept with NCT 127 because Dream got Go, which is more like, I don't know, it's not hardcore, but it's just they, they're acting like rebellious little teens. And then in touch. It's Annie. Annie, Annie goes to the hood. That's like what it sounds like. <laughs> like... Um, but, it is. but no, uh, I totally agree, Juliet. And actually, that's what I was going to mention. So I think that, um, so to a point, I understand and agree where you're coming from. So like NCT definitely had like an established sound as far as like NCT, you know what, you can, you could say that. So NCT U and 127 are concerned, but then where you, you typically would think of their songs that kind of sound like Fire Truck or The Seven Cents. But they do have some ballads too. So like along with the Seven Cents, they had like a ballad song, which I can't remember, Shanna. What is it called? The one oh, with Jaehyun? Without you. Without you. I actually you. really liked that song. With like yeah, so, Jaehyun and yeah. Mm -hmm. That was so like you though. It was. But, but either way, like saying. it's like a that was definitely not the same kind of genre as like the Seven Cents. And that was both NCTU. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying is like, um, I think you're if you kind of think of it what's the word i'm looking for 
like the archetype of what NCT kind of puts out, you immediately would think of type of like more hard songs like Fire Truck and stuff like that. But when you really look at their discography as a whole, you actually do see more variety. I mean, is it as goes as far as like touch? No. But like, is it more soft than Fire Truck? Yes. So I think if you look at their discography as a whole, it you do see like those different sides of them. So it doesn't seem too crazy that they would go to like a touch type of situation. And then I think it also kind of mirrors like what do they think what, do, what does SM have planned for NCT as like a concept is that it's really like a group that can kind of create any different type of unit to do any type of different sound. So like, like Juliet had said, NCT Dream was kind of like the younger, you know, unit, subunit. So they were doing kind of like fun poppy songs like Bubblegum. Um, and now that they have Go to show their like harder side. So I mean, this that's is how I feel something where we're not like unfamiliar with this in K-pop. They switch concepts all the time. So that's what also I was going to say too. Yeah. Um, but as far as just like the song is concerned, I love it. So <laughs> yeah, I thought it was like actually. super cute. Yeah. I actually hadn't watched it until this week. I didn't like watch it when it first came out. Uh, just because I, I tend to like that. Like um, I loved boss. Uh, we haven't talked about baby don't stop yet, but that song has literally been on repeat for me since it came out. Uh, but um, I tend to like those songs a little bit more there. So I hadn't watched touch right away, but I watched it this week and I was just like, this is adorable. I don't know how they're pulling off this concept, but like, but then like the next morning I woke up and it's been stuck in my head ever since. So I mean, it's a good song. Um, and I like it. I don't know if it's doing as well as like boss and others did in promos, but I mean, I think that they're just having kind of like an overload of NCT. They're like the different mm -hmm. singles are definitely competing with each other and something as soft as like touch again, that probably doesn't resonate with what NCT fans or maybe just uh, casual fans are typically used to for NCT probably doesn't like vibe with that. <laughs> I forget it's a song like every two seconds. So I'm going to send it to you every two seconds in the chat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you, better, you better make a separate one that's just me in there. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. Fun. Me too, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's go on since we already mentioned it to you, baby. Don't stop. I will say this. Before I, I heard the song before I saw the actual um, MV and it is a bop. And I uh, really enjoyed it. The MV kind of kind of deflated my balloon a little bit. I don't have anything against it. It's just that they are so young and so small. And so watching them both be like, when I'm listening to the song, I'm thinking, you know, yes, hardcore is sexy, um, you know, kind of, kind of deal. And then seeing the MV and then seeing, you know, Ten and Young who, I loved him, love him, love him, love him. But it's just kind of, I'm sorry, I couldn't take them seriously. That being said, I think they're both, I mean, the song is awesome and they're both, you know, I saw them, their live performance and they carry those dance moves off, you know, without, you know, you know, without, they, they carry those dance moves off 100%. So, um, I don't have a problem with it. I just, I think it's just me feeling my age here. It's just that one K-pop person here because they're so little and small. So, um, but the song, love the song. So, yes. What else do we have for Baby Don't Stop? Uh, 
I I get where you're coming. I like when I watch the MV specifically, and I'm just like, oh, like they're got those like tank tops, or like when they like have their shirts off. And I'm like, oh, they're skinny. But then I'm just like, you know, I. Like, but we don't like, want a body shame. We don't yeah, want a body like, shame in this group. Yeah. No, you know? Body I'm just, listen, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying Taeyong is technically a man. He's like 22 or something, right? Yeah, definitely <laughs> and he's just a man. Like always been he, that skinny. A different kind of man for some of us that are a little older. That's all I have to say. So I, I just, I can't, I can't look at him in that way because he's so young and, and, and so small, but I think. I definitely think he is. He intend they they they're they're pulling it off very well. Yeah, I, can, I mean I can understand why their fans look at that and and are like, this is awesome. They are so sexy. Um, I like have a hard time because like I get where it's coming from. I just the first time I watched the MV, it actually took me like twelve minutes to get through it because I just had to like stop at one point. And I was just like, I can't go on like. They're so talented. I just, they're so they good. Like, the dance is so good. It's fucking Same. wild. It, sorry for the swear, but, like, that's how great it is. And they're doing it so well. Like, when, like the fact that when you watch them, like, with backup dancers, and they still just stand out, like, above any yeah. of them rest. And they're, Girl's like, fine. singing. Yes. And I'm just, like, <laughs> ah. I'm sorry. Baby, yeah, don't stop. They do kill anything. it live. They, they kill it live. Yeah, I think I've watched almost every single live stage of Baby Don't Stop because it is literally quality. And I love because, like, since they're not restricted, since it's, like, a two-person subunit of Ten and Young, they're, like, not restricted by having everything be so robotic and in sync. So both of them have their, mm -hmm. like, own little spicy flavor. Like, Ten is more to the book but like has the facial kind of sass going on but he's definitely more like streamlined i want to say and like is hitting the moves just so and then when you see taeyong he's putting his little spicy taeyong flavor on there like uh doing his looks kind of like being a little bit more like loose with his movements and stuff like that kind of just showing his flair and i just love seeing that juxtaposition because if they were in a group of like five or six or seven like that would kind of be looked down upon but because it's just the two of them, it just looks amazing. Um, I, I just want to say, like, based on the teasers alone, when the teasers were coming up uh, before Baby Don't Stop, I knew it was going to be a bop. And then when the song actually came out, I was like, I am so glad that I'm not disappointed. And they truly did just deliver. And you kind of forget, like, that Ten is actually talented vocally as well. I mean, like, is he the best singer in the world? Like, no, he's not Chen. But... <laughs> like he has good pipes, you know, and he like carries the song pretty well. So, um, because he's been hidden since he's not in NCT one two seven, um, I'm glad that like he is getting the spotlight he is deserved. It felt like they him. had ten in like the basement for a while because I feel like you didn't see him for Yeah, a bit. to be fair, I think he might have been injured. I think he um, had like a knee or like back problems or something like that. So I don't know if that had to do with it also or if they were just kind of put him in, in the basement for a little bit which like because uh, yeah well he was they put they gave him some promo like he had um dreamed in a dream dream in a dream uh, and then he did and, and then he did um the that dance hit the stage over that summer yeah. but like after that i think you're right i think he did have some sort of injury or something mm -hmm. but i think they're trying to because he 10 has like a large amount of popularity and career like at least known because of those like hit the stage specifically 
Also, I just want to say the little cat, cat, like petting move that they have is just the best part of that. Stage. I love when they stop at the front and like Taeyong just like like Ten's like holding his chin and Taeyong's just doing like a hoe face. Like, yeah, I don't know like where that came oh, from, but like. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> and I love that part where um, they do kind of like the back and forth playing where they like kind of like, like touch each other, I want to oh, say. Yeah. And like then, and then while, while they're walking, yeah, while they're walking forward, they touch each other and it's, they like kind of break down their like body in a way. Like I can't describe it, but if you they have do, like, watched almost the video, that, like puppet thing where like, yeah, one that's does, exactly like, how you want to say it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so if you watch the music video, like watch out for those parts. I mean, you should just, watch every stage of music video anyway if you you know enjoy having love and life in your life um but and visuals um but yeah okay so as far as uh concepts go um we have touch and we have in uh baby don't stop and boss which one do you think suits nct best if they had to choose one con singular concept for the group which one do you prefer boss Oh, absolutely. Boss yeah. is the best. I think Boss, in the age that they're at, the, like, group of them, like, that seems to be the thing that they, the thing with, like, Baby Don't Stop, I don't think that all of them could have done that. Oh, no. Very specifically, like, Ten and Taeyong. And then Touch, like, I think it was great and I enjoyed it, but, like, it's also... We already not- have 17. Yeah. Like, let's be real. <laughs> True. Okay, cool. But- well, we've done the guys, so let's do the girls. Um, so we have a new MV and a new mini from Mama Moo. Uh, their new concept is they have announced that they are going to do a mini album for every season of the year. So this is their spring um, mini and um they released their title song from that, which is Starry Night, which is a very um, light, um, even though it's called Starry Night, the whole concept of it is very light and flowy. Um, it's kind of road trip-esque. Um, it's a little bit of like a you know, country on the road sort of feel in with it. Um, so I know Mama Moo is kind of a controversial situ- uh, thing on the podcast. I was not here here when the whole thing with them went down, but I was there in spirit and my spirit, my soul was crushed um, when it happened. Um, however, if I refuse to review every song by a K-pop singer or performer that did something stupid or sexist or racist, then I would not be listening to any of this for very long. So I will review, um, review the song and I still do listen to them occasionally. However, I don't stand for them anymore. Um, With that being said, Starry Night is okay. I personally just on a personal note, I think I preferred um, kind of R&B uh, retro Mama Moo, um, just because I feel like it suited their voice. I can understand why they would go for more, again, songs like um, Starry Night are a lot more mainstream and radio friendly, and it's not a bad song. And you still do get some of those vocals 
Um, and it's not bad. It's kind of, there's no, I feel like the song is kind of there in the sense that it's kind of easy listening. It doesn't really like hit you in any sort of way. So I guess you could say it's a grower in a sense. And I do have to say, I really like the way they're using um, Moonbuel. I think in the past, they really kind of shoved her in the songs, um, sometimes where she didn't fit, um, just to kind of shove her in as a rapper, which doesn't really make sense because she joined the group as a singer. And as we saw in Paint Me, she can sing. Um, however, I think that they're utilizing her a lot better and it's to the asset of the song, definitely. Um, that, you know, you don't have the song and then all of a sudden, you know, Moon Jewel's coming in with this, you know, hard-ass rap. Um, so uh, they've been doing well with the song. I mean, Mama Moo's popularity is definitely not waning at all. And I think it's to their credit that even with Twice Around and Red Velvet and some of the other groups, that they have a dedicated fan base um, and, you know, them not being the typical idol group. But... Um, being, uh, I think I've called, heard them called talent dolls, you know, being no more for their singing talent. So that's my thoughts on Mama Moo. Any others? Yeah, um, I hadn't watched it just because, yeah, I like I get where it's coming from because, yeah, everyone does problematic shit. Like people kind of have to, you know, have the ideas of, you know, they're human, things happen. But with Mamamoo, it's been a very prolonged, repeated history of doing the same mistake over and over again, apologizing, mm -hmm. doing it again, saying the N-word, doing black... Like, there's a lot of stuff with them where there are very few groups where I'm actually like, yeah, I don't really care anymore, but they're one of them. And, but, for so I really wasn't giving any attention to their comeback. That said, being objective, I listened to the song. I thought it was good. I thought the music video was very pretty. They're obviously a very visual and talented group. Um, yeah, I just <laughs> don't support them. Okay, any other, any other thoughts um, on Mamamoo? No, I totally agree with all the points that you said. Yeah, I'm just gonna, we talked enough about like, whatever their problematic nature is, but just so kind of looking at the song in general. Um, I agreed. Uh, the first time I listened to it, I actually listened to it when it came out, so maybe like a week or two ago, and um, I didn't love it. Um, I, again, like you, prefer um, kind of R&B more, vo and then more vocal forward Mamamoo, and I think the song was a lot more laid back. And it's kind of funny because like, I feel like people like Mamamoo because of their vocals and how talented they are. Um, so it was kind of weird to see that take like a backseat in their new single. But you know, they're coming out with like four, if they're coming out with like four seasons, like you said, you know, definitely always gotta try something new. So go for that. Um, and then, so I didn't care for it too much cause I thought it was kind of flat since it wasn't showcasing their vocals. But then when I was listening to again uh, today in preparation for this podcast, I actually did like it a lot better now. I don't know. Maybe it's had time to marinate and I was looking at it again. It's definitely like kind of weird. Like I could definitely hear it being like a Euro trance club bop. You know, it's like real chill. Um, but yeah, it was cool. That's good. I could see like why people like it because it's definitely got like a more casual fan appeal. Um, so yeah, go Mamamoo, <laughs> I guess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Maybe. I think it's going to be, uh, uh, well, I've already seen some backlash against 
them, you know, with the Got Seven fans and the One on One fans, it's it's gonna be kind of a. And yes, I did actually forget about One on One. Now that I remember, now that I'm thinking about it, how can I forget One on One? We did not talk about them. So, since we're done talking about Mama Moo, I believe so. One on One, they did come out with an MV. Um, I think this shows about as much attention as I gave it that I forgot about it. One One came out with Boomerang, and um, yeah, you see Kong Daniel in it a lot. The song itself isn't bad. I like the you know, I kind of like the melody of it a little bit. Um, She's reaching. <laughs> <laughs> it it's all right. It's all right. I, you know, I have nothing, neither good nor bad to say about it. What else? Anything on Boomerang? There was someone uh, in um, a different uh, post that I saw that basically said they were just like, is it just me or do one on one singles keep getting worse and worse as they put them out? Which, like, this isn't even me as, like, a non-Wanna One fan. Because I actually, I, I put Energetic as, like, one of my favorite songs in 2017. I thought it was a really good song. Um, but, yeah, this one just flat and just there really wasn't there at three minutes I texted I was just like it's not done like there was a moment where I thought it was over and then it just continued on for another minute and I was like oh god like we're not it just like it wasn't very coherent I couldn't remember the chorus at after like two and a half minutes I was just like wait did we have a chorus and like they didn't show a lot of yeah (laughs) and then they didn't show a lot of the dance which I feel like is a strong suit of theirs and yeah I don't know I it was forgettable to me Correct me if Same. I'm wrong, but do they don't they only have two singles? No, well they had um, energetic, but then they were also promoting a different one, like beautiful or like something. I don't know. There was okay. like a third one somewhere in there, and I think they also had a fourth one that they were like promoting. They don't know if they promoted it, but like they put it out. Okay, I think there's been like four in total since. Yeah, yeah, I definitely feel like I've heard a lot from them that I can't remember but I you know it's like you see them everywhere and there's always a new song kind of like with twice like I don't know exactly how many songs there's been but you know there's been quite a few few. Um, yeah are we trying to make this podcast go on for another 30 minutes because if you're gonna drag twice like that it's gonna (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't even a drag it was just kind of like saying that they release a lot of stuff yeah, but like we're a, saying it in the context of all their music kind of is like, whatever. I wasn't even trying to, I mean, in the Twice and, and 101, you know, Parthenon, they are way above 101 as far as, I, I will give that even as a non-Twice fan, they are way above them in terms of, of just everything. Yes, you can, it's okay. Okay, Alice. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm, gonna <laughs> I'm gonna assume we don't have anything else to say about one on one, right? We good. It's just it's just there. Okay. All right. So next to on to the second girl group. So we have a new uh, girl group <clears throat> on the scene called Honey Popcorn, and they did have an MV. Um, Really, the MV is inconsequential, really, as far as the group is concerned. Um, It is called Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo for some reason. Um, And it's pretty standard as far as K-pop girl groups are concerned. It's, 
you know, really high and cutesy and they're wearing cutesy doll outfits and it doesn't really make much sense. Um, what's really important about the group is the fact that the three members are both, are all Japanese and they are all former um, AV film stars, meaning they're not former. They, they're not former. So oh, they're former. still currently Japanese adult video stars. Still currently. Okay. So which means they are still currently making the porn. Um, and it is illegal. That's what they call it in the industry. Making the porn. Making yeah. the porn. <laughs> we're making, we're making another porn today. Or wait, <laughs> that actually made sense. Never mind. <laughs> I, we're making another the porn. <laughs> The old porn. Sorry, continue. The old porn. The old porn shop. Um, yes. It is illegal to produce or consume pornography of any kind in South Korea. Um, just FYI. Um, and after their singers initially, their pornographic background was discovered, a petition was filed. People were actually asking the government to intervene. Um, because they were supposed to perform in Seoul in early March, and this show was canceled. Um, but despite that, they did perform, I don't know where, on Wednesday, and debuting their song, and they released their EP. Um, so there's obviously a lot of backlash. They're, you know, Japanese. They have a really innocent concept, um, despite what they do for a living. Um, people are concerned that their profession will give South Korean children the wrong impression somehow, even though the, the kids, how will they know that they do that um, if they can't see the porn? Um, but they are not all getting negative feedback. There is some support um, for them on social media and people saying that, you know, they should be able to be musicians and also do whatever else. Um, also to be said, the singers, um, the three Japanese singers were also got their start in J-pop bands. Um, so two of them were in two subgroups of AKB48, SKE48 and NMB48. And then uh, one of the other members were in another Japanese group whose name I'm not going to try to pronounce. Um, but when their musical endeavors, basically, you know, things did not go well with those groups, that's when they went to porn. So, I mean, you could say that they did that because they weren't able to be musicians. Um, apparently, during the Wednesday showcase, um, Mikami, who is considered the leader of the band, uh, spoke to the crowd talked about you know being a porn star and she said i am engaged in such work in japan and she said i also consider that serious but right now i want to focus on promoting honey popcorn i will try to be grateful for the fans who can root for us so that is the big scandal this has actually made it to uh newsweek um this is such a big scandal in korea um it's made it to the american um journalism uh, outlets uh, because of, you know, some of the outcry against them. So what do you guys think? I mean, have you tried to, um, you know, tried to view them solely as a music act on their own merits, you know? So, wait, I have three things to say. So the first thing is that I looked it up. So 
Okay. Distributing pornography in Korea is illegal, but viewing pornography in Korea is not illegal. Ah. So that's what's different there. So that's gotcha. that. And then secondly, um, what's actually interesting is that uh, Yua, who's the leader, Yua Mikami, she, um, from I'm guessing whatever money that she's gotten from her adult video stuff, uh, she actually largely self-funded this group starting because her dream is to become a K-pop star. So I guess that's sweet in a way. So there's that. And then sec thirdly, um, when I looked at like the netizen comments from Korea, it's funny, like, I feel like it's 50-50 in a, well, it's all negative, but 50-50 of like why it is negative. So the first 50% is the fact that um, she's a, she is an adult video actress, like think of the children. And then the second 50% is that um, they're Japanese. So like, you don't, oh, Wikipedia, Japan, Korea relations, and you'll already see that there's, you know, a lot of blood, bad blood between the two countries. So um, there's a lot of like anti-Japanese sentiment, kind of like, well, you know, these adult video actresses from Japan, like they should start their career in Japan. Japan, like, why are they even coming to Korea? Like that kind of stuff, you know what I mean? So it's kind of 50-50, which I thought was like interesting to kind of get that context of like why, like a lot of Koreans don't seem to be, and a lot of netizens at least don't seem to be into it. Um, as far as the music video, uh, pretty standard. I thought it was catchy, um, but I mean, you know, like I'm not, I don't really bias too many girl groups and like the cutesy concepts aside from Twice is really not for me. So I'm like, it's nice, and but it'll probably won't get a repeat from me. <laughs> okay. Any other um, thoughts on Honey Popcorn? Yeah, I mean, I kind of, um, was, yeah, I, I thought it was fine. I'm probably not going to stand them. I, I also just, I don't really care. Like, my mind, <laughs> like, I, I know I'm, like, just more, I guess, liberal or whatever, but, like, I don't really care if they want to do porn or not. Like, yeah, yeah. I just... I think that the group is what it from, is. And yeah. yeah, from our standpoint, it's hard to kind of view it, you know, from that same, because to us, it's like, okay, whatever, you know, and whereas, and, and kind of really understand the outrage. Um, it does make me think, though, since, it, you know, as you mentioned, some of the outrage is the fact that they're Japanese, how much different would it be if they were three Korean girls that had worked in porn, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, they probably is, get bashed too, but only just for the adult video stuff. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, <laughs> it, you know, it, like I said, for us, it's just kind of like, okay, so what? But, uh, you know, I, I mean, this is from a country that, you know, had a condition because a woman accidentally showed a nipple on national TV, you know, during, this, uh, you know, the halftime of a sports game. So, you know, we have our moments too. Um, so, uh, I mean, I'll say for me personally, I, you know, she, I don't really think they'll make it too far, sadly to say, but I do think that they have a right to pursue, you know, if she wants to pursue this music career, then, then she has the right to pursue it regardless of, you know, where it goes and how far it takes them. Uh, so, you know, I, yeah, I mean, go honey popcorn, however, you know, whatever they decide to do. I, I, I certainly have no desire to, you know, draw a scarlet letter on their 
Yeah. yeah. And one to be honest, like, I feel like this is kind of like a one-time thing, to be honest, because, like, no music show is going to let them on the show because, like, mm-hmm. it's already enough that they're, you know, Japanese, like, you know what I mean? I don't really feel like any kind of, any broadcasting channel is going to want to touch that with a 10-foot pole. And then on top of being an adult film actress, like, now it's like a 50-foot pole, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, nobody's mm-hmm. going to give them that type of exposure. So, and m- music videos are expensive. So, you know what I mean? Like, I really just like don't see them blowing up when you have other K-pop groups uh, who have like similar concepts um, not doing that well. And on top of that, they are getting like the broadcast um, exposure. So, you know, like good on Yua for, you know, chasing her dreams and achieving them in some way. But uh, Outlook doesn't seem very good. (laughs) Yeah. Unfortunately for them. Vicks are coming back. Ooh. They are, and for those of you who don't know, they did, I don't know what show it was. Just look it up on YouTube. It was um, Music Bank Chile. Are, are we talking about Havana? Havana, where they did, yeah. yes, they did their own version of the song Havana. They but, didn't change the pronouns, which a lot of people on the internet, at least, were, like, excited about. Vicks are kings. <laughs> I'm just saying it. Vicks are kings. And I, also, I always thought they were very highly underrated. Leo's I mean, they, got blonde hair. Robbie's got like a multi like pink blonde hair. Like it's gonna be an excellent comeback. I'm like feeling Dynamite Part Two. I might be totally oh wrong. Oh my god, yeah. But like, please, <laughs> I'm so I'm so excited. Yeah, Monsta X is also having a comeback. Uh, I just want to shout that out because Kiara is not here, and I know she would want her men to be promoted. Uh, <laughs> but Monsta X is coming back, and I actually watched their teaser for their single. It's going to be called Jealousy, and it looks amazing. And this is coming from a person who like didn't love a lot of Monsta X's comebacks for the past couple. Drama Rama mm-hmm. actually didn't mind, but the other ones I was like, eh, whatever about. But Jealousy sounds like it's really going to be a bop. So there's whispering in it. So watch out, ladies and men. <laughs> <laughs> also in honor of Tim Murdy Murda who's not here his his girl group EXID are also going to be coming back San Solji unfortunately but um, they will be coming back as four with another um, EP so yeah well, there's a lot to look forward to and if that's it I want to thank you all for listening to this episode. Thank you guys for continuing to listen to us and continuing to uh, support us. Um, All these years later, um, I do want to say that we have a few changes coming up in the future. So stay tuned. Um, Please continue to uh, listen to us on SoundCloud um, at Not Your Average Netizens and also on iTunes and please um, listen, rate and review if you do listen to us on iTunes. Um, just you know help us out a little bit, maybe get us a little bit more of a, a listener base. Um, do remember if you do rate us or write anything, you can put four, five stars and then write like whatever you want. So if you want to write put five stars and you know write you know Ash things or whatever, that's fine. Um, if you put five stars, I'll still love you forever. Feel free to um, do either of those things. If you have a email, a letter on your heart, um, you can also um, email us anything, um, a letter, video, whatever, at notyouraveragenizens at gmail.com. And I believe that is it. 
Um, thank you, ladies, for being here today. This was a wonderful conversation. And I believe that is it. Thank you, guys. And we will see you next week. Bye. Thank you.